warm-up where your inner work begins. I'm Taylor Lise Morrison, creator of Inner Workout and author of the Inner Workout book. And you, as always, are our expert guest. Thanks for being here today. So we're turning the tables today, and I'm getting interviewed. I am bringing on Bella Girovich. She went through inner workouts facilitator training a couple years ago and actually got trained in debriefing the take care assessment. So this episode is like really vulnerable, honest look at my take care results from an assessment that I took in November when I was admitting to myself that I was burned out. And Bella just beautifully guides this conversation asks some really great reflective questions and gives me some stuff to think about. I think you're going to enjoy it. I share some things I don't think I've really shared publicly before and also had some moments of celebration. So I will stop talking now so that you could just listen to the episode. Enjoy. Want to know how growth starts? With asking yourself the right questions. Our free take care assessment asks you 75 questions that get to the root of what you need most right now. After completing the assessment, you'll get a PDF profile with practices based on your results. Head to the link in our show notes to take care today. I say this for every interview because it's always true because I'm only having people I'm genuinely excited to talk with on the podcast, but I'm really excited for this conversation, Bella. And before we hit record, I was like, this is such a turning the tables moment because I knew that I wanted to talk about my take care assessment and talk about the results. And you just came to mind as like the person to talk about it with. And so I'm feeling a little bit nervous, a little bit vulnerable, even though my take care results from the time that I wrote the book are also there in the book too. But yeah, this is like a fun, nervous, excited energy. And all of that to say, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for guiding this conversation. I'm really grateful. I am so excited. First of all, thank you for thinking of me. I also feel like it's a kind of turning the tables moment because I feel like when when I went through the inner workout training, you're you're like a mentor. And so to be able to kind of flip the script and and ask the questions of you also feels like a turning the tables and and really fun moment and experience for us both to have and and feels vulnerable for me too, albeit in a different way. So I'm excited and I appreciate you being vulnerable and, and, you know, you not only shared kind of the overall assessment, but the actual questions. And for anyone that's taken the assessment, you know, that that's, it's real. There's real things that are happening in there. So yeah, I appreciate you also. Yeah. I wish we were in the same place so I could give you a big hug. I know. A virtual energetic hug will have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Should we, should we jump in? Yeah. It's your show. Okay. My, this is my show now. So obviously I know on inner warmup, you talk a lot about the dimensions and how those kind of play out in day to day and overall life. And um, obviously we're, we're measuring your well being across five dimensions. And something I wanted to call out is you scored highest in your energetic dimension. And that's focusing on how you relate to energy in your daily life. And one of the questions that that really stood out to me in reading your assessment was, 
you feeling really able to access your energy. And anyone who knows you, follows you, listens to your podcast knows that your energy is so powerful. And this this obviously makes sense. You have an amazing network of companies that you've built, your podcast, your book, all of these things. But do you feel like you've always had access to this kind of energy? Or do you feel like it's something that you have to work at? Is it like nature or is it nurture or is it both? Oh my gosh. Are we both going to cry on this? Because I feel like I'm already tearing up. <laughs> it's the first question. It's just funny. Um, it's definitely nurture. I feel like everything in the work that I do, sometimes I'm like, why did I choose this? And it's because I need it. It's also cool to see like your take care assessment and your answers can change because you're. it's a self-assessment. You're answering based on how you feel. And I feel like I just turned 30 in November and I'm starting to just be more myself and understand what I need energetically, like what gives me energy, what drains me, where I'm willing to be stretched, where I'm not willing to be stretched. So it, it's just beautiful to hear that reflected back to me that, yeah, this work that I've been doing is working and it's hard to, yeah, things that can that I feel like come really easily to other people in saying no or saying yes or tapping into their creativity or all these different things. It doesn't always feel easy to me, but I'm like doing it and I'm growing. And so that's, it's fun to be like, yeah, that's happening. I feel like I'm not being eloquent at all because I'm really reflecting on it in real time. No, I think, I think it's great. I feel like what you're saying is, you know, you kept saying, it's work. <laughs> you know, all of this is is work. And so it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, I'm here to reflect to you that the energy that you present through all of the mediums that you presented in, it's interesting to think about, you know, how you're perceived in the world and, and how we're we're perceived can be so different from how we might feel on the inside. So thank you for sharing that. I have one that makes me cry. <laughs> <laughs> a question or a topic that makes me cry. And it's it's kind of about our inner critic. Mm. And this really stands out to me because it feels like, again, just with my perception of you, that you are able to make your capital S self louder than that voice of your inner critic. Does that resonate with you? Or would you be like, no, I feel like my inner critic is louder. <laughs> Who's, uh, who wins? <laughs> I feel like I'm in kind of a cardio kickboxing phase. It's really fun, fun as like my cardio that I do. And I feel like it's they're boxing against each other. And it really depends. I also, I don't know if I will have mentioned this on the podcast by the time this comes out, but I also recently got diagnosed with PMDD, which is kind of like a really extreme form of PMS where like for a good chunk of the month, I can be like super depressed and really hard on myself. And all of that to say, there are parts of the month where I am like really in tune with myself and not to say that I don't have to do work to overcome my inner critic, but it's a lot easier. And then there are other moments where I literally am like, it's just so overwhelming. What's coming to mind is this one Friday night where I was just laying on my couch. My husband was hanging out with his friend and like my inner critic felt almost physically overwhelming. And I ended up just texting a friend and being like, I'm just really having a hard time right now. 
So all of that to say that it depends and it can be pretty extreme swings depending on what's happening hormonally. But thankfully I have like tools and a support network to help me work with and through what comes up for my inner critic. I'm just, I'm receiving what you're sharing. <laughs> I, I did want to comment on what you mentioned about having a diagnosis. I, at my work, I lead a, an employee resource group called Spoonies. Um, it's mm. all related to spoon theory. And one thing that we actually, we have a, a biweekly meeting we met today and someone got a diagnosis and it was thinking about like the, the relief that it gives you to actually have a diagnosis to say like, oh, there, there's a reason that, you know, there's, there's something that I can attribute what I'm feeling to. to. And so it feels like with something like the PMDD diagnosis that like in one way it could kind of like punch your, you could box your inner critic by saying, you know, it's, it's okay. This is where I'm at. And there's still that, like, it feels like internalized capitalism. That's like, you can't see, but I'm, pun- I'm just, I'm pretending to box. I don't know what I'm doing. I love it. Um, but, <laughs> um, and the other thing that, that you mentioned that I, I wanted to highlight is that one of your, your highest subdimensions is connection to community. And you even mentioned it here where you were feeling like your, your inner crit- critic was really high. And I think something that, that you did that I just want to call out that many people I think don't do is reach out to community. So, you know, when I know, at least for me, when I'm feeling really down, it's, it's hard for me to, to connect with community and and ask for help. And so, you know, as a, as a facilitator that you are, it seems aligned that your connection to community comes more easily or is, is where you turn when things like your inner critic are high. I want to pause and say that, like, that's another thing that I've had to work on because I can also think now at times where like my PMDD was really ramped up because of the time of my cycle where Mm -hmm. I like would want to reach out to people, but my inner critic was so loud where I would be like, no one wants to hear from me. No one cares to support me. I'm going to be annoying. I'm going to be a burden. So like, that's another big growth moment to say like in one of the people, like the person that well, I texted two people and I literally have matching tattoos with these people. And it's funny because it's like, I almost need to have that extreme of a reminder that these people want to be here for me and support me. You can't me. get rid of me. I mean, you yeah. can, but it's painful and expensive. It's painful. <laughs> exactly. Like that. I need that tangible of a reminder sometime that I do have community and I am supported because it's easy for my inner critic to be like, nope, you're not. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. How how do you talk to your inner critic? You know, how do you, when in moments when, when your inner critic does feel really loud, you know, if you could pause and, and say something to your inner critic, what would you say? Mm. So there's a framework that we teach in the begin within. It's essentially a version of like CBT of cognitive behavioral therapy of noticing the thought and examining if it's true or not, sometimes refuting it, and then choosing a a better thought. So I've been doing that pretty actively lately. And that's been really helpful for me to notice like, this is a thought that I'm having. And even, and this is something that my coach training talked about. We learned some tools and act acceptance and commitment therapy. 
of even just saying I'm having the thought or I notice I'm having the thought, all of a sudden I am not the thought. Like we are not the same. It is this other thing that is present. Even just doing that is really useful. But then when I take the time to do the work and say like, if I, I'll be like, I'm a bad business owner or no one's going to buy this book or no one cares about what I have to say. And then I'm like, oh, wait, that's actually not fully true. Another tool that I'll use sometimes is Byron Katie's The Work, which again is kind of simple. Like these are all ways to look at your thoughts and to have a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, so something like no one cares what I have to say, like I literally have a podcast that people listen to. (laughs) Even outside of all of this stuff, it's like I have a partner who almost always will drop what's going on unless it's like something super important (laughs) at work to hear me out. I have a community and I can get so swirled up in what my inner critic is saying. But the reality is, is that just because I think something doesn't mean it's true. And I need to be reminded of that. Yeah, I feel like that's that's really helpful for for me to hear as well. I know I used the anxiety workbook. I think it's literally just called like the five minute anxiety journal or something like that. And clearly it's been a while since I've used it, but I know what and every page it says, you know, what are you having anxiety about? And then you write that down and then it says, you know, pick the category. And I can honestly only remember one category because I always pick this category and it's catastrophizing. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, every, I I can't even remember that, you know, they're probably like making up a story and, you know, doing all these things, but I just, I'm like, oh, yep. I'm always catastrophizing. (laughs) Yep. Relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I I wanted to talk about what you answered in terms of feeling connected to your body. And I know you felt, or you filled this out in November. And so the first thing that I want to ask is, do you still feel the same way that you felt about your body connection to your body, being at home in your body, the way that you felt in November, if you could think back, do you still feel that way now? I'm trying to remember. I feel like I probably felt bad in November, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. That was probably pretty low. I'm like, I don't remember exactly what the score was, but I probably felt pretty bad. Interesting. I feel a lot more connected to my body now. This last, like this past six or seven, it might even be more than that. I have gotten like, so not so many, I've gotten three diagnoses. One is my ADHD. I recently got PMDD. And then also this other like gastrointestinal thing. And so now I have to be so much more in tune with my body because I'm trying to figure out what foods I eat are triggers to Mm -hmm. certain things. And I've also had to make like other modifications for how I approach my day to support myself. So I feel a lot more connected to my body and aware of it and really kind to it. And honestly, I think if I were to take it again today, I'd feel a lot. I think my score would be a lot better. I'm really uh, like just candidly, this is the most that I've ever weighed. And as much work as I do around body positivity and body neutrality, I still was raised in, in an environment of diet culture and also in an environment. And I talk a little bit about this in the book 
raised in an environment of mostly people who had very different body types than I did. I was, I went to a school that was predominantly white and (laughs) randomly predominantly Dutch. So a lot of people were like tall and thin and blonde, and it was like a very specific type of white. And while I like now I've grown to love my curves and all of that. And I talk about that in the book, there's still like over, even before the pandemic, I quit my job. I wasn't commuting in the same way. I had all of these changes that happened. And then with the pandemic, my body changed a lot. And I realized that there was still more work to be done there. But now I'm at this place where like, I also, I realized like I've been more or less the same weight for a while now and how I feel about it can be so vastly different. It's really interesting. So I feel like I'm saying a lot and I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, where do I, where do I tie this in a bow? It's, it's a process. I realize yeah. that like my body is such a home and now I'm not even thinking about things from like a weight perspective or even a fully how I look perspective, even though I am kind of going on like a style journey of wearing things that I really I do feel style good journey. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's in process, but I think November was a lower point. We all have 24 hours in the day, but depending on your schedule, your responsibilities and your finances, it doesn't always feel like that. We built the Inner Workout app to help you practice self-care with the time you have. It's filled with journaling practices, meditations, and mini courses called Journeys that you can complete in 10 minutes or less. But that's not all. Find more time for self-care with lock sessions, which go beyond notification blocking and allow you to lock yourself out of apps that steal your time and attention. Visit innerworkout.co slash app or click the link in the show notes to add the Inner Workout app to your support system. Yeah, that totally, totally resonates with me. I feel like there's so many layers, so many layers to all of that. And thinking about like the, you know, your body as I just keep, it keeps coming back to like being perceived Mm. and how you are perceived and then how you're also perceiving yourself you know, before these diagnoses, after the diagnoses, thinking about how you treat your body in terms of how you move it and what you eat and how that's impacting things. Like I just, I feel like it is truly an onion and I love that you're feeling better in your body now and also know that it's, it's, there's so many ebbs and flows. And I feel like I could, like, we probably all have 10 million different stories of how we relate to our bodies on any given day. (laughs) Yeah. Even it's like randomly, I feel so much better in my body in the summer versus the winter. And it's not even that my body is like physically different at all. It's just like something about like being a little sun kissed. I'm in like the clothes that I wear in the summer. Mm -hmm. I feel so much better in. So that's part of what prompted that style journey is that I was like, oh, I could also feel good in my clothes in the winter too, if I put a little bit more effort into it. Yeah, totally. I love I love the style journey. That resonates a lot for me because working from home, I do a lot of party on top business, whatever it is, business on top, party on bottom, but more like pajamas on bottom. Yep. <laughs> um, and I I know everyone says put put real pants on, but I'm just that that will never be me. Um, <laughs> I will never be wearing real pants. I also, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to also just 
recognize what it seems like from your from your take care assessment is that the the areas that you scored really high are things like not just how you feel about your body, not, not necessarily, but more of like one that I loved was, you know, I unapologetically take up space. And so even when you felt like you were in a place of feeling disembodied or less in your body, you still, even at that lower point, we're saying I unapologetically take up space, which is something that when we're not feeling our best, it's winter, it's not always easy to to do, but I also just want to reflect that you, you were taking up space even then. (laughs) Yeah. Which is another thing. Like that's why I love, and I, I would love the take care assessment, even if I didn't create it. So I'm trying to say this and not like a tooting my own horn way, but I so appreciate being able to take it and come back to it and be like, Oh, that's a growth point because there are times when I didn't take up space or there, you know, like the ebbs and flows and being able to see that over time is just it gives you these cool moments of celebration. Totally. Okay, cool. Well, if we move on from, from body, unless there's anything else that you want to add about your body and that, that kind of dimension from between then and now. Yeah. Well, what you were just saying of even like being present in my body, I think I've just noticed, and this is, I'm very much working on it, but I'm a very in my head person And so the work I'm doing with my own coach is like, how can I bring myself back to my body? Mm -hmm. Like, and this is, this is mindfulness. This is meditation work. Like there's so much chatter in the mind. I don't need all of that. Get back to my body, get back to the present moment. So that's more just like a note to myself that, Hey, we're still working on that part. Yeah. It, it reminds me of, it leads very nicely into what I did want to ask you about next, which is aligned action. And that's something that I noticed um, was at the the lower end in terms of the scores for your dimensions. And so I think this can mean aligned action can mean different things to, to different people. And obviously as the creator of the assessment, I'd love to hear a little bit more from you first. And just what what does that mean to you, aligned action? Yeah, I think it means hearing from your own wisdom and then actually acting based on that wisdom. Like it's one thing to just like blindly hear from everyone else. It's another thing to hear from your inner wisdom. And then it's an entirely different thing to take action based on it. So basically it's like me knowing what I want to do in my morning routine and then waking up in the morning and scrolling on my phone instead is not aligned action. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so I noticed that at that time you scored lower on, on the spectrum for aligned action. And I'd love to know if you were able to, and this is one of the, um, the questions that is part of, you know, the, the profile, if you are able to design a dream day, let's say tomorrow you're designing your dream day. What are some of the things that you would put in there? You can be as specific or as kind of general of like, I want to eat this thing as you would like. I'm smiling because I've literally just been journaling like over the past few days about what my dream life looks like and how I can actually give that to myself. So my, I'm just realizing how important my mornings were. And I've known that for a long time, but it used to be like, it is such a treat that I rarely have to set an alarm but now I'm setting an alarm as like 
a safety for me. I still wake up before it for the most part, but it is just so vitally important for me to move in the morning. And I need to make sure that I have enough time to do that no matter what I have going on. And it can be five minutes of movement, but it needs to happen. So that's like my absolute non-negotiable. In an ideal, then after that, I normally do like a little writing, a short amount of meditation, like maybe five minutes of meditation. And then I walk my dog. It's more fun to do that in the morning or in the summer than it is right now when it's snowy outside. And ideally, I don't start work until like 10 a.m. unless I'm, I have a couple of international clients. And so unless I'm working with them, I'll do it a little bit earlier. And then I love, like in my dream, I get to be immersed in like two to three hours of deep work before I do other stuff. And then what I'm working on, that is my dream, but I'm not always good at, but I have done it a couple nights this week is spending like some of my evening tidying around the house, which is not something I'm great at. Hmm. And then being in bed reading for like a long time at night is such, it's like such a gift to the younger version of me who would like voraciously read as a kid. And I'm trying to get back into that instead of just this click hole of like being on my computer and then looking at stuff, not even always work related, but like being on Twitter on my computer and then being upset about how horrible the world is. But I already knew the world was horrible before I was on Twitter. (laughs) So getting rid of that and just getting into a good book. And then, yeah, like quality time with my husband or friend. Um, That's also something I'm trying to work on more because I'm pretty introverted and I love being in my house in the winter, but I'm trying to plan more friend dates. I love all of that. I will say the first thing that I noticed from your your dream day is that you you bring in work. For me, I feel like my dream day, there is no work involved. Um, but I love that it was, you know, a good chunk of of really deep work. And that that feels very um resonant with me as well. You know, being able to do something that you feel is dreamy <laughs> is is aligned it, it really speaks to that aligned action my my next question i think you already answered it was you know what can you do to get yourself closer to that but i feel like you know you you mentioned that you felt you know disconnected with that wisdom dimension um through your assessment but it feels like you're taking all of the steps to to get yourself to that place you're texting the people, you're getting in bed early. Like, I just want to applaud you because it feels like you're pretty close to your, your ideal day. Well, this is funny, Bella, because honestly, if we would have done this, like even last week, it would have been so different. And we almost did do this last week. So it would have been interesting. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like the, even these past few days, just realizing this is super important to me And this is how I'm more supportive. I just got how I'm more supportive to myself. I just reached a point where I was like, no, this is how it's going to be. And I'm going to fight for this because even like a couple of weeks ago, well, actually that's, this did happen one day this week. I've had, we're recording this on a Thursday. Monday doesn't really count because I was getting back from Paris. So I was just like, this is a free day. I've had two days that were like really good mornings. And then I had one day that I was just like, got on my computer right away. All of a sudden it was like, oh, I guess it's my work day now. And I felt so disoriented doing that. 
So I'm trying to be over that. And then also last night I was on, I had two nights that were lovely in bed reading. Perfect. And then I had last night where I was just like in my click hole and I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I can stop. And then, (laughs) yeah, it was this. Yeah. So I just really don't want to paint a picture that's like perfect, but I am realizing I'm not enjoying my life when I'm not prioritizing my mornings and when I'm spending my nights just like endlessly doing stuff and making myself anxious. Yeah. I totally feel that I'm I'm laughing to myself because I feel like what I need is a babysitter. (laughs) I'm like, I need a babysitter to wake me up when I need to wake up in the morning and make sure I'm eating a nice, healthy breakfast and make sure I'm getting all my wiggles out before I have to sit at work all day. And making sure I'm, you know, not watching TV before bed and, you know, all the things. I just feel like it's, I I need someone to to watch over me and be like my little guardian angel and make sure that I'm doing all the things that I need to do to take care of myself. That sounds nice. I think that should just be, (laughs) everyone gets a babysitter. Yeah. I, it actually reminds me of what you, we were DMing recently about having like an accountability partner or like an accountability buddy where, you know, you might get something like that in like a traditional work setting or even like at the gym, you have an accountability buddy, but just having an accountability person that you can reach out to when you're like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm in my click hole (laughs) help. (laughs) A lot of times that is my husband. Um, he'll just be like, what are you doing? You look stressed out right now. Please put your laptop away. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think our partners are such good mirrors. My my partner will say, you know, if, if I look stressed, he'll be like, what are you looking at? And I'll start to tell him like, oh, I'm looking at this account and it's triggering me in whatever way. And he interrupts me in, in a loving way. And it's like, unfollow. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I have that option. <laughs> yeah. That's an option. We forget. I, I have the option to just, to just unfollow. So Cool. Well, I feel like we've touched on on so many different dimensions and the one that I kind of always come back to is is that community dimension and it feels very aligned because I think it was the one that again was one of your highest subdimensions in terms of community and and I love that it's in like this bliss this bliss dimension. And so we talked a little about a little bit about community connection, but I'm wondering if we can kind of bring that back to connection to yourself. And I think that you are really amazing at facilitating in terms of community. And I'm wondering if there are any lessons that you can take from community connection that you could apply to your connection to yourself. Mm. I mean, I think part of it is valuing my relationship with myself because it's so easy. And we've kind of had the theme in our conversation today of like, perception versus experience. And I'm an Enneagram three, like very high achieving. So you get it. And it's so easy to think about how other people will see me and community and being in a place where I am oftentimes supporting community is a really good way to be like, see, I'm good. I'm like helping everyone else, but I need to be bringing that to myself. And when you're a good facilitator, you are creating a space where everyone feels like they can show up, they can be seen, they can be heard, they can be valued. And I don't, I've never said it this way before, but I don't always do a good job of facilitating that space for myself. 
and making sure there's enough room for me to be seen and to be heard and to show up as myself, whether that is just when I'm alone with myself or also out in the world. So often I can be like trying to mold myself in a way that will be like palatable or comfortable for people. But I do also think that's a thing that I am starting to have less patience for. It's still really hard. I'm in that like messy kind of growing pain stage of it. But I'm just realizing that like the discomfort of showing up as myself is more tolerable than the like regret and long-term pain of pretending to be someone else. Yeah. I think that's like underline, highlight, bold, (laughs) all of the, all of the things for that statement of, you know, if there's going to be work, do we want the shorter, the hard work of like doing it now? And you know, kind of ripping off that bandaid or that like longer, more drawn out pain of, you know, letting yourself not be able to show up as yourself to yourself when you know when you're doing that. So I think that's a really good tip. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like we've got a good sense of where you were at back in November when you filled this out and how you've kind of grown and changed even over the past three months. And I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to see what your results were now. And um, it makes me want to go in and retake the assessment too, because yeah, even between, you know, an hour ago and now <laughs> just feeling more grounded from talking to you and, and hearing more about how you are taking care of yourself makes me, gives me the inspiration to take better care of myself too. Yeah. So normally when I recommend that people take it, I say like every season, every three to six months. And I, in our conversation, I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how much action I was actually taking. And when I took it in November, I definitely took it. (laughs) Like I was in a low, I was in a slump. I was feeling discouraged. I was feeling disconnected. And not to say that that has all resolved in three months because there's still so much that I'm working through on a daily basis, but it is fun to have this moment of like, here's how I've grown. And just thank you to you because you asked me some questions that really got me thinking. What's especially sticking with me is this idea of like myself as a facilitator for myself and how can I create more space for me to show up the same way that I do that for other people. I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. So thank you, Bella. Of course. I feel like you you teach me so many things all the time. And I feel like I have your words kind of in the back of my mind all the time, just thinking about how I can be kinder to myself. And yeah, so so thank you for for all the things that you've shared. And I'm excited to hear. I feel like when we think about our trajectory and, you know, you were saying like, it, it just feels like we think about like our lowest lows and our highest highs, but we know that that's not where the graph stops, you know, like you, you have a wave and you have the the bottom of the wave, but then that's the wave doesn't just end. You keep going, the wave goes yeah. up. And then, you know, from that point, that's just one point in time where you could continue to go up or you could go down and then back up. And I think what helps me in this kind of weird visual that I don't know if I'm explaining well, no, I'm picturing or, it in my is that, you know, it's, it's never, even taking the the take care assessment is one point. It's one tiny dot on this graph of life and just recognizing that 
this is something that you can continue to turn to. And it's not an assessment of like, are you, are we okay? Are you doing okay? Like it's, it's more of, you know, one snapshot. It's like taking a photo of, of where you're at and just giving you some, some data for how you can proceed in a way that is soft and gentle, but also direct and with aligned action. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, that was so good. Bella, just thank you so much. This was like cool for me to get to reflect in real time and with a person that I feel like very safe reflecting with, even though I'm like, other people are listening to this, but we'll just (laughs) forget that for now. If people are like, Bella had some cool insights, I want to stay in her orbit. Where can they find you? Well, I'm like, it's totally not not an influencer. (laughs) Um, But I share a lot about just like living, living with chronic illness. I have type one diabetes and it's a big, I laugh because I'm like, I try to make diabetes not my entire personality, but it kind of is my entire personality. And I'm on Instagram and I stalk people on TikTok and that's about it. (laughs) Lovely. Well, we will link to your Instagram in the show notes so people can find you. But thank you again. This was such a gift. So fun. So good to catch up with you. I almost feel like I should just hand over the mic to Bella and let her be the host from now on. She did an amazing job. I referenced a lot of things that I speak about in the book and explore in the book. If you haven't pre-ordered it yet, please do. You can go to innerworkout.co slash inner dash workout dash book, or just head to the show notes and pre-order that book. Pre-orders are so important, especially for first-time authors like me who have relatively small platforms compared to some of the other people getting book deals. I promise I put my heart and soul into this book, and I am so excited for you to use the book to work with your own take care results. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you as always for your expertise and take care. Thank you.